listening to Carnivore Conversations, a podcast exploring the benefits of keto, carnivore, intermittent feasting, and other lifestyle hacks. Each week, we'll be interviewing a special guest from the keto carnivore community and so much more. This is your host, board-certified and practicing physician, Dr. Robert Kiltz. All right, my friends, Dr. Rob Kiltz and his, uh, the Kiltz's Carnivore Conversations. I'm really excited to have Dane Johnson here, and he's going to talk a lot about his work in um, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and uh, the Crohn's colitis lifestyle. And uh, uh, Dane Johnson is the founder and CEO of uh, Crohn's colitis lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Dane Welcome and thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing, my friend? Thanks, man. I'm excellent. Happy Halloween. I've yeah. got I've got pumpkin carving right after this. I've got daddy duty. You know, I'm I'm going full throttle. But today, everyone listening, let's make this a life-changing conversation. Let's most learn, important. learn stuff new and let's change. Let's let's do it. Let's hit it big. I'm gonna give you everything I got with the time we have. Well, most important part is tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into the uh, Crohn's colitis and lifestyle and helping people. I imagine you've suffered and through suffering, you've developed some strength and want to share some things. So let's start off with telling everyone a little bit about yourself, where you're from and um, your background. Sure. So I was, I was raised in Virginia in the middle of nowhere and, and I was, uh, I never, I didn't come up from a family of natural medicine. We didn't practice diets. We ate standard American food. I worked at Papa John's pizza starting at 14 years old, making five fifteen an hour. And I was a workhorse yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and nice. I was, and I worked at Domino's and I ate Subway every day and I had cereal every day and I didn't really have a lot of problems except bloating and gas every once in a while. And then I moved out to California, New York, Miami. I lived in Germany a little bit. Um, so I now live in Southern California, and, I, uh, and I've been here for 12 years. I'm a board-certified nutritionist. I went back to school for natural medicine because I got severe life-threatening Crohn's and colitis. I was first diagnosed with ulcerative colitis, then diagnosed Crohn's. Uh, UCLA and Cedars-Sinai kept giving me different diagnoses. And, um, I had my first symptoms, blood in the stool at 19 years old. I'll be 37 in three weeks. I nearly lost my life to Crohn's colitis at 27 in 2014, December 14th. Doctors told my family they weren't sure I was going to live through the night. I was on at my worst. I was on TPN feeding tube. So I didn't eat just getting a feeding tube. I was on 200 milligrams of infused prednisone. I was on three grams of Dilaudid, which is what you give to a cancer patient who's at the worst. Uh, Ambient, I was on four different antibiotics, and I was on Intivio, uh, which is a biologic to help suppress the cytokine reaction immune system, reactions causing inflammatory bowel disease. And uh, I was having panic attacks, depression, anxiety. I was seeing things. I don't remember a lot of this. So I've been through it all. And that's really where my, my vision came for this is I was told I had to get my colon removed. My colon has not been removed. I've had no surgeries. I was told I had to be on drugs for the rest of my life. 
I have not taken a drug in eight years. Wow. I was 122 pounds stuck in a wheelchair. Right now I'm 180. I, I bounce between 180, 185, 62. I can work out. I don't worry about where a bathroom is. I can go run five, 10 miles. I can eat a wide variety of food. And I have been on every diet you can imagine. Liquid diet. I did paleo carnivore. I did all 19 bananas a day. I, I have, I tried every, I did hookworm therapy, make my own yogurts, bone broth diets. Um, and I failed with these famous diets for a long time until I really learned how to get it to work. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. What was the aha moment for you on this journey of almost dying? Mm -hmm. um, by the way, I'm from Los Angeles. I did my internship in internal medicine at Caesar Sinai and Sepulveda VA and all of you hospital back in the um, 80s. And, uh, and none of this was, was really taught to us that I talk about, and I know you talk about it, and healing without standard medicine. But um, tell us a little about the aha moment that said, hey, this Western medicine is not working, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to venture out there to share something opposite and different. The first aha moment was I went on a fast. And I said, I don't know what's doing this, man. I'm so in, in so much pain, so angry. I was resentful at God, my parents, the fact that a big a fat check couldn't solve the problem. And so I said, you know what? I'm just, I'm just not going to eat. Let me just not eat. No, I couldn't, didn't, couldn't afford to lose the weight, but I didn't care. Whatever. I'm going to lose weight. Let's see what happens. I was going 15, 17 bloody bamboo today, yeah. four or five at night. I didn't, I hadn't slept in the night and probably close to a year, eight months, nine months around there. I'd wake up like a zombie, bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. So I never got full sleep. So I just fasted. And all of a sudden I only went to the, after like a day or two, I only went to the bathroom seven times. So I go, doc, dude, I, I that's a 50% reduction. Now I know I can't keep fasting forever right. and live on right. air, but there's got that, that's the pendulum swinging. There's gotta be something more I can do. If I don't need anything, I see a reduction. And the doctor kind of waved it off like, yeah, that doesn't really matter. Crohn's and colitis is incurable. Diet doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do about it. You need to stand your biologics and pray that they work. If not, we need to go under the knife. And I mean, he, he didn't say that in those short words, but after months and months of visits, that was basically what was being told to me by multiple different GI hmm. specialists. So I started realizing the biggest aha moment is that my effort, my mind, my will mattered. Before, when I was a kid, he's the doctor. He knows everything or she. Mm -hmm. I need to do what I'm told. I need to stay in my lane. I need to outsource my health. Okay. And just listen. And if he says diet doesn't matter, hey, ma, order the pizza. Right on. If he says that, you know, mindset doesn't matter, none of this matters, and I can just do whatever, just play video games till two in the morning as a kid. Hey, I'm, I'm doing my thing. And now I had an excuse to tell my parents when I was a kid, that's what I was going to do. Second aha moment is when I stopped being a victim because I woke up four years later, still in pain, still all these problems, tried every medication. So everyone listening, I was not the young evangelical person who was going to disobey my doctor. I went on 6MP. I went on methotrexate, Lealda, prednisone. I went on Remicade, Intivio, you name it. I was willing. I just wanted my life back. It's giving me my freaking life back, man. I didn't do anything to deserve this. I'm eating the same things my friends are eating. 
I'm in college doing the same thing college kids are doing. Why am I the one having 15 bloody bowel movements a day, losing weight, covered in cystic acne with chronic inflammation and severe cramping and pain? So I stopped being the victim. And I think a lot of us, that's the first thing we need to learn is response dash ability. Can you respond to adversity or is it going to suck us up? And this is something that goes beyond what's the science say? Science is so important around diet. Science is so important around accountability, but there's an emotional part of healing that you it just, you can't read it in a book. The the words in the book can help ignite something inside of you. But if you do not ignite your power to manifest, to, to create, to be intuitive, those are the three divine powers that God gives us. If you can ignite those three things, you are going to have the recipe for success no matter where you put it. Marriage, health, career. Because when it, something snapped inside of me, and I literally feel like it broke inside of me, this superpower, Okay. Turn pain to purpose, everybody. What's the superpower? Got back. I was done being a victim. I was done outsourcing the responsibility of being healthy to other people. And I got in and I had just lost control of my bowel movements. And I had been, and I, I was a lucky kid. I mean, I had a lot of different stuff, but I came in and I said, that's it. I'm done. And it's like, just like Dr. Do, Do Spencer talks about sometimes with his mental work. Yeah. It's like that conviction inside you. I said, that's it. I'm done. I'm not leaving this house till I have a plan. I'm not leaving this till. I feel like I have response ability for what I'm but what I'm eating, what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, where I'm going, what am I prioritizing? What am I prioritizing? Now I was housebound for a year. And and when you lose your bowel function, yeah, it's 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 such a a loss of our control, and you know it's the it's the thing that sort of sets us back more than anything to have loss of control of the bowels we're, we're back to being a baby again yeah. and as you said the mindset and and rather than being the victim be the leader mm-hmm. and take charge of the pain and i always say the pain pushes until the light pulls mm-hmm. and there's that aha moment that it's time to change it up so the mindset for you said take control do something different mm-hmm what was that control and the different that you stepped forward to do? And how would you share that with others? Here's the crazy thing about it. Once you shift your mind, a lot of it's obvious. Once you break out of the anger and the resentment, the fog clears because it's creation. The first thing I did is I macheted up a bunch of paper and then I paper clipped it together and I wrote on the front and said 40 days and 40 nights. And the whole thing was, I'm going to track everything I eat, what my symptoms were, what supplements I was going to take, you know, how, how, and I had, I called health boosters. Okay. So health boosters are things that can help ignite your manifestation, your intuition, engage the parasympathetic nervous system, give you clarity. So I was going to do prayer and purpose morning and night. Why? Because it can't hurt me and it can only help me write that down. If, if it can't hurt you and it can help you get uncomfortable and do it. Meditation can't hurt me, can only help me. Turning off the dramatic movies. I don't watch Halloween movie, Halloween movies to this day. Happy Halloween, guys. You're not going to catch me watching Jason. I don't need that in my nervous system. I put on Bob Marley. I watch sunsets and sunrises. I find a reason to take my shoes off. <laughs> I go towards 
I want, I want the signal, man. What we experience creates a different change in the chemistry. Your body is a chemistry lab. Yeah. I want the right signal at all times. I want a signal to my cells that says you're safe, you're healthy, you have a reason to live. And get rid of that crap, those, those cells that are damaged. Get rid of them. I want, and so it starts to get simple. You start to feel just like a 10-year-old. You could do it when you were 10. You forgot. I'm going to repeat it. You could do it when you were 10. You forgot. Wow, I woke up. When that shift, I woke up and I said, it doesn't feel good in here. I'm going to clean. There's not enough sunlight in here. I'm going to open the shades. I hate this messy room. I'm going to make my bed. I'm going to wash my sheets. I, I, I'm, oh, I, I don't like making my own food. I'm going to put on Bob Marley while I'm making it. I'm going to put my mom on speakerphone and she's going to ask me a million questions because she's super traumatized that her son almost died of Crohn's colitis. And I'm going to say, mom, I'm doing great. I've got a great plan. How's your day? It the feels so pe- good. Go ahead. The, Sorry. The, no, no, don't throw those. The number of people that are suffering yeah. from Crohn's mm-hmm. and IBS, the number of people that die young and colon cancer seems to be on the rise. Mm-hmm. In your experience and knowledge you've developed over the years, can can you sort of help us understand what's going on and why? Well, I think it's it's a great debate. What we know that it's environmental. Whenever there is an epidemic, it has to be environmental. It's not just genetic. It can't be. Epidemics don't work that way. Science teaches that. It's clear as day. There is, that's fact. There is no argument there. Whenever you have an epidemic of, of disease like this, it's going to be environmental. The Black Plague, you name it. Okay. So then it's a matter of which environmental problem is the biggest driver. But I, you know, that's where the debate gets to. Is it this or that? So now just start becoming aware of what environments are driving it or have the uh, ability to drive it. That's going to be air, food, soil. Um, that's going to be uh, outsourcing your food to constant restaurants. You really don't know what you're getting. Those types of uh, situations. It's going to be the weakening of the microbiome. It's you know that's causing more of an autoimmune reaction. You're getting mm-hmm. your T cells and your dendritic cells more hyperactive, causing more IL six, TNF alpha interfering gamma reaction. Um, you, the mucosal membranes are weakening, causing mast cell activation um, or other s- rheumatoid arthritis, or, I mean, all autoimmune disease is localized to the gut, which is really exciting because yeah. if you're dealing with IBD or IBS, guess what? You have to learn more specifically what all of us need to learn. If we're going to live to hundred and feel good, here's what I want. I want to get you really excited for a moment for you to live your best life and live to hundred and feel good and not need 400 medications. You got to learn this. That was one of the big shifts, uh, Dr. Rob. When you asked me, so what was that big shift? Another one is I sat down that same day and I was meditating. I said, I'm going to meditate because, you know, the school I was in was saying, you got to learn to meditate. You got to practice this. It's going to do all these great things for you. The biggest value I saw in meditation is it got me to think bigger. I cleared all my anger and resentment and I started having these thoughts. And one of the thoughts I remember, I said, holy crap, I'm not sacrificing gluten. I'm investing in my best life. It's the same action, but two different perspectives. The best me, the best you right now, your skin, your look, your energy, your ability to attract, your ability to work hard, your ability to manifest that job promotion or get that job or get married to the love of your life or have those kids or get that house or take on those hobbies. It, you, if you become the best version of yourself, every cell in your body, it's going to vibrate to the world. 
and you're going to have the best experience. And when I got that into my spirit, not just in my mind, but I got it into my spirit, into my cells, everything changed. I no longer desired to poison myself. I don't have a diet. I just don't poison myself. How do you differentiate and utilize the idea of the mind of the spirit? Because you learn things in school or people tell you this or that, but you don't use them until it comes from the mind and it joins the spirit in some way. And I know for myself, uh, 20 plus years ago, I read The Secret and then I read um, Bruce Lipton's book, The Biology of Belief and infinite books on really tapping into the mindset. And, and I would say the mind is the true master of all of this when it, when it's practiced in a way that it, 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 it becomes the spirit essentially. And, and, and that's, I think such an important part that it sounds like that's what you're sharing with us. And, and maybe you could dig a little deeper for us to kind of help us the methods that you can utilize these ideas because I mean, I talk a lot about nutrition and, and we do a lot of other uh, physical activity, but I believe ultimately it's the mind is the master and, and how we can tap into that because there are plenty of people that are vegans, vegetarians, Mediterraneans, pescatarians, and carnivarians. You know, they, they, some are healthier than others. And is it simply what we eat is, is, is that simply it, or is it something more? I want to try to answer this question and help shift a lot of you out there. And and this is the thing I can say when someone talked to me about the mind beforehand, I couldn't listen. It sounded hocus pocus. It didn't seem tangible. It was like measuring the amount of air in the room and then trying to catch it. You know, there's air here, you know, it's like you need it, but you can't see it. It's hard to feel. And that's a lot like talking about the mindset for healing or energy for healing. Here's the big shift that can help. When you, sh- what's stopping you from doing the uncomfortable things that have no risk, only reward where your mind is, are you really ready for healing? Of course I'm ready for healing. I'm so tired of being sick. Well, are you, then why aren't you meditating? Why aren't you doing prayer and purpose? Why aren't you journaling every day? That's easy. It's not like you're trying to dunk a uh, basketball on 10 foot. It's fi- It's easy. It's an emotional and mental thing. Therefore you have emotional, emotional and mental blocks from being able to heal yourself. So when you heal your mind, you're going to start tapping into building three big things, manifestation, intuition, and creativity. When I broke through, I created the journal. I created making my own food, but I was emotionally out of balance making my own food. So I put Bob Marley on. I had phone calls while I was making food. I cooked food for three. I never cooked one meal. I'd usually cook three or four meals at once. I started going to bed at 10 o'clock. I went to bed at two in the morning for the last however many years. I turned off the TV. I turned off the Wi-Fi. I picked up a book. This was all shifts from my mind. What was stopping me from four years? Four years I was suffering. Do you know how much money my family spent? I'll tell you, it was north of 30 grand. But I I couldn't do these simple things. I was blocked. When you change your mind, you make healing your number one priority. You get more convicted on only eating what you cook, especially if you don't know what diet's best for you. If you don't know what to eat right now, only eat what you cook, you're going to get so much intuition. Okay. 
Start reading. You have a lot of things going on emotionally and mentally and a lot of anxiety. Read 30 minutes a day. Don't listen to an audiobook for 30 minutes a day. Read. Here's why. Here's the secret. When you read a book, you cannot think about your problems and read at the same time. It is one of the best ways to clear your mind with those who have done great things that you want to learn from. Read. Read Tony Robbins. Uh, read all, all these great people out there. And if I all of a sudden, I was starting to read 20 minutes, an hour, four hours a day when I was housebound. And my mind was on fire with thoughts and ideas and I wanted to share them. And my depression was going down. My anxiety was going down because it was helping me build a plan, a vision. It's the same thing as having a conversation with a great person. You feel so much better afterwards. We're we're so plugged into television, radio, movies, social media that tells us about the problems of the world, but there's really little that we're plugging in that tells us the beauty of the world. Mm-hmm. And that the fact that the world is actually within us and we're the creators of the world so to give us the power of the gods that is to recognize that in some way the pain, I go back to this pushing us, and we either get up and do the work or we remain stuck. Mm. Any particular book or thought leader that inspired you the most in your life? The first one that inspired me the most was Jordan Rubin, The Maker's Diet. Patient heal thyself because he was the only person in the world that I felt like I could relate with. I was 120 pounds, six two. I tried all these famous diets. I've been SCD. I had been. I had done it all. My body was so so sick, and I was reading a man who was 113 pounds, six foot six one, and he healed himself in Huntington Beach. I was living in Santa Monica, California, and I was tear. I was just crying my eyes out reading his story. It wasn't even his diet that he put in the second half of the book that was as life it was great but it wasn't as life-changing as just being able to connect with another person on the planet mm. who went through what i had went through and made me believe that he got out i just needed i needed a, a north star i mean it's just story and resignation that's why a lot of times we we love to hear story we just need to relate if you are dealing with autoimmune there's so much you can do and the big part i want to the main point i want to get across with mental and emotional is i've been on the battlefield the doctors I'd work with had never been on the battlefield. And I know what it takes to get real results. I know what it's like to walk in the dark. The mind, it's like I feel like I'm, I'm a guy who lives on the battlefield and I come back with this war paint and I'm not playing. I hope you can feel my vibration heightening. I'm not playing, man. I've been in that corner. I've had to crawl my way out. I know what it takes. You got to get your mind strong. And the biggest thing you have to realize when you're feeling down, your feelings don't define you. Muhammad Ali got scared, didn't define him. Martin Luther King got scared, didn't define him. You do not act on your feelings. You act on what you want to create, what you want to manifest. I feel scared. This might kill me. What if I never get my life back? Put that away. Pick up the book. Put on the Bob Marley. Go for a walk. Get your feet in the sand. Get your feet in the sand. The feet in the earth. Get that sun in your eyes, and let God's energy, the divine energy, get inside of you, and help you transform and get out. You have to have that energy, despite the the, the famous diets and all these hacks and supplements. You got to start with that. That's my big point. And you have the energy within you. Yep. And and tell us a little bit about faith. Faith in the power of God. Can you tell us? Yeah. What's your thoughts on, 
on how we can, how we all can be inspired by that, that greater power that is within all of us. I, I didn't start praying until my life was on the line. I got myself baptized when I was 14 years old in Nebraska in a river and then went through high school and college and had a lot of the thoughts a lot of people have, oh, I don't want to be a chain of this, that, and the other. And I kind of fell off the wagon. And then when my life, and then all of a sudden doctors can't help me, my parents don't know what to do. We spent a lot of our family, we were a middle income family on seeing all these naturopaths and conventional doctors and flying into Mayo Clinic and all around the country. And when I, that big shift, when that shift happened in my mind, I said, I'm going to be the CEO of my health. That's where faith came in because to believe that your body can self-heal is really the same faith that there is a higher power. It's the same thing. If your cells can heal, if your colon can heal, if your brain, your gut, your heart can heal, isn't that divine? Do, which, what do you want to focus on? Belief is a perspective. There's no such thing as, as, as I'm sorry, truth is a perspective. There's no such thing as a one truth. Truth okay. is what we create. Yeah. I am healed. That is a truth. But I could be pessimistic and say, well, this and but if, then but this. And that's what a lot of times the clinical, the conventional makes us feel that there's always a worry and doubt. Like when they say it's incurable. Well, you can go in remission for 20 years, but it's still there. So we're lit, we're living in trauma, right? What perspective do you want to create in your life? And so that's what faith is. Faith is to walk. Um Faith is to walk without a, a pure 100% knowing this, but that is life. At certain points, when we choose our values and how we want to live as a strong man or a strong woman, you have to walk in faith. Those are values. No matter what you choose, but the, the worst thing you can do is not to choose, to say that you're not unsure, you don't know, and criticize people who know. To have conviction on something is the most important thing. So whatever you do, choose conviction. The answer may not be left for you. It may not be right. It is the conviction to go left or right where you're going to get that compounding effect and that manifestation. So when I choose to walk in faith, it was, it only could help me. It couldn't hurt me. I did prayer and purpose. And here's the crazy thing. Within three days of doing my prayer and purpose, the meditation and that plan, I slept through the night and first time in eight months. Wow. And I'm not planned. I, I, I was astounded myself. I said, how did I sleep last night? I didn't wake up. Did I? And how could I, I didn't know why. But I knew that I stopped being resentful. I stopped having arguments. I stopped telling everyone how angry I was and depressed I was. I started prayer and purpose. I cleaned my house. I went to bed at 930 at night. I turned off the television. I got in the sun. I started gardening. I couldn't leave the house. But I had a work schedule like, don't, 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 don't. I was busy. So that if someone could say, oh, that's the nervous system. Oh, that's the vagal nerve. Well, call it whatever you want. I call it faith. Why? Because it only makes my life better and it makes me happier to create that truth. That is God. It is divine. It is the paradigm. What truth do you want? And that was what I learned on the battlefield. What truth do I want? Forget the naysayers and this, that, and the other. I'm living, this is my life. I'm alive today and I want to get healed. I need positivity. Positivity creates positivity. If you're around negativity or you're allowing the negativity to enter your brain and keep coming out to your conversations, it's just going to spew more negativity. That's why no one wants to hang out and talk with people who are constantly negative because it taxes them. Your best friend is the person who gives you the most positive energy. Why? Positivity creates positivity. Yeah. And, and uh, it's the people we hang around with, the things we read, yeah. which ultimately determines the thoughts in our minds which gives us the power to grow or shrink. 
And it sounds like you're sharing the growth thoughts and ideas and how to plug in to the spiritual power that heals. Tell us a little bit about your nutritional training Mm -hmm. and how you took that and created Crohn's colitis lifestyle. Yes. So once I built the emotional spiritual as the baseline, the next was actually integrating. What am I physically going to eat and take and do on a daily basis? And nutrition is a big part of that. So I didn't know I had tried a different, a lot of different diets and I didn't feel like they worked. One of the reasons the diet might not be working for you is because you're doing what you're told without intuition, without journaling, without a a personal experience, because I was going to build my lifestyle. So what I want you to do, your main goal is to get rid of a diet and build a lifestyle. The word diet is a, is, is an energy. It's a word that carries a traumatic energy. Does. Diet means I'm imprisoned. There's something wrong with me and it's short term. Okay. So I want you to get rid of a diet and build lifestyle. So one, start using the language that's empowering. So Crohn's Christ lifestyle. So one of the things I was traumatized with when I was working with a bunch of naturopath physicians is that I would have to be on this diet, their diet, not mine. I would be on their diet and I would follow it religiously if it gave me my life back. Well, I wanted freedom. I wanted choice. What was I going to do at a wedding? What was I going to do on vacation? What was I going to do in 20 years? I wanted that power. So I started building something called food philosophy. And it started the day I started healing. Now, the first thing I did is I had had lots of experience, SED diet, low FODMAP diet, paleo, AIP, um, predominantly carnivore. I had done just only fruitarian. I'd uh, met and talked with uh, David Klein a few times who wrote the book, Self-Healing Crohn's Colitis, where he believes you only eat fruit, mm-hmm. very specific fruits for a long period of time. And so I had seen all these different things where I had a lot of different people say, this diet healed me, this diet healed me, this diet healed me, but it wasn't working for me. So the first thing I did is I journaled where I started using my intuition and I sharpened my intuition. That's why it's so, so big. So I only ate what I cooked for about the first time I ever did any diet that worked. I had two huge changes. But the first time I only ate what I cooked for about 75 days, I didn't eat anything. And I would go to grocery stores. I'd bike on a grocery store, get stuff. And I wasn't a chef. Okay. I was just getting food in the body, working on bioavailability and reducing or eliminating inflammatory response. I had two goals. And by the way, that's what you want from your food. Number one, eliminate inflammatory response. You don't want an inflammatory response from that. If you're getting an inflammatory response from kale, it's worthless. Okay. You know, white rice, kanji is better for you than uh, kale, if it's causing an inflammatory response and you can't break it down and all that fiber is messing with you or oxalates are messing with you, right? So you got to eliminate the inflammatory response. And number two, you got to increase bioavailability. So one of the things I was finding is I had a lot of undigested food in my stool. So whenever I saw something undigested, I remove it from it. So bell peppers, mushrooms, a lot of vegetables I couldn't break down. So, uh, and then when I had fruits and a lot of times I still notice, especially high sugar fruits like mango, cantaloupe, I would get more bloating, more gas, more loose stool. So I started calming those down. And so I kept paring back. Then I'd have nuts and seeds and I'd feel a little irritated, especially with cashews. Mm -hmm. Now, when I got an irritation, I would then go study why this food might not work. So I try to reverse engineer which diet was more, most like what my intuition was telling me. But here's the thing. The diets were just learning experiences, my intuition was going to remain in charge always. Okay. So as the first 
nutrition plan that ever helped me was predominantly meat. Here's why. I got lots of calories. I got lots of protein. And I got to a point where I could handle the fat, but I realized fat was a big problem we should talk about today. I couldn't break down the fat. I had no bile production. My pancreatic enzymes were in the toilet. I had no stomach acid. Those are the three big things I want to give to anyone eating lots of keto carnivore. That's one of the biggest reasons it's not working for you. Okay. If it's not working, that's, that's where I look at. And we deal with vegans. I, I deal with vegans, carnivore, AIP all the time. We see 120 Crohn's colitis clients a week around wow. the world a week. Wow. Okay. We wow. have more testimonies of reversing Crohn's colitis symptoms than anyone, anyone on the planet that I've seen. We have over 500 video of people voluntarily sharing their stories. This is, there's nothing paid. There's no pro bono incentive. We have video testimonies. We have one of the largest Crohn's colitis consulting firms um, and communities in the world. And it's because of this passion you're starting to hear. So I want to give you all that. So number one, start with your intuition. Now, as I did that, I wasn't saying I'm never going to eat plants again. I'm never going to have a salad again. I'm not going to have fruit. So again, intuition was big. But once I started learning that, I dove into that philosophy more to learn, do they ever add certain foods in? Like, do I stay in ketosis forever? Do I uh, eat this much meat forever? How can I get certain vitamins and phytonutrients? You know, what if I do want to add in more plants that are high in oxalates or lectins or phytic acid? How could I potentially do that? When and why and how? And so then over a course of two, three, four years, I started adding in food. And today I can eat whatever I want. I just do it by first assessing the risk. So write this down. This is a, the phrase I created to help eliminate a diet and build a lifestyle. It's called food philosophy. Food philosophy is the ability to look at any plate of food and assess its risk for you personally in that moment. I'm going to say it again. Food philosophy is the ability to assess the risk of any plate of food for you personally in that moment. So I'm at a wedding, I'm at a concert, I'm in France, I'm wherever. I can look at it and assess. I know if it's high in lectins, oxalates, I know how it was prepared, I know what kind of oils they're using, I know what kind of foods I'm mixing if I'm more likely to get a fermentation response, I know the dosages of how much I want to eat, um, I tend to know if it's high in protein, fat, carbs, if it's high in sugar. So I can just look at it. It takes me five seconds. I'm sure you know, Dr. Rob here, it's the same thing. You look at it and just boom. What, what are those foods for you that are more triggering in the negative and which are those that are more of the satiating and positive and, and, uh, the less, the least, uh, inflammatory. So when I tell you when I started with the intuition and building it up and I did predominantly meat, I'll tell you what I was doing then I did honey. I did predominantly meats and I did a small amount of vegetables that were no seed, no skin and pressure cooked. And they were pureed to the point where I could give them to a 12 month old baby. Mm. Okay. I did that for 75 days as I needed more calories and I wanted to gain that weight. And I went from a, this point I was like 130. Then I went up to like 175 doing this. I just added more meat. And then I started adding as my bacteria overgrowth started going down, I started adding in a bit more fermented foods. Okay. I did really well with sauerkraut. A lot of people don't, the lactic acid, you know, fermentation can sometimes be a problem, especially if you have a really poor transit time and really poor CFO or SIBO, small intestine bacteria overgrowth or small intestine fungal overgrowth. You have to be careful with that, but that worked really well for me along with some natron probiotics. Did really well with natron. Um, and I used the powders, not the capsule. Powders are going to work better for your esophagus, stomach, and small intestine than a capsule because the capsule's good one is going to be enteric coated so it doesn't get uh, broken down in the stomach acid. 
Um, and you have to be careful about adding multiple strains of bifido and lactobacillus at once, especially if you're dealing with extreme GI. Be very careful with the probiotics. Most of them stink, in my opinion. So um, that's how I started. Now, when I started working up, the number one thing I want you to do is understand the manner in which food is prepared. What's more important than whether a food is good or bad is how it's prepared. Hmm. Okay. It's the biggest missing link. Everyone's arguing over this food's bad, this food's good, but it's more about it's prepared. If I prepare us, if I get a poor quality steak and I prepare it improperly, that's going to be worse than if I soak and, and pressure cook those rolled oats. But anyone carnivore is going, oh, the oats are high in phytic acid and they're going to affect your absorption of calcium and zinc and it's terrible for you and it's going to increase your glycemic load and you're going to be more hungry. I mean, we know, guys, we've seen the stats. We know what we're talking about here on this channel, right? But if you don't learn how to prepare food correctly, the meat could actually be worse. So if I go, oh, yeah, this is a like I, I love it. I go to these restaurants and they'll give me this organic grass fed piece of chicken and they'll cook it in canola oil and they'll cook it on the highest temperature possible because they want to get the food to me in 15 minutes. And I remember I did this once. I went to a hibachi grill and I got more of an AIP style meal and my stomach was killing me. And I was gassy and bloating. I said, holy crap, he cooked that in canola oil. Hmm. And I was so I was crampy. My body does terrible with those fats. So the number one thing right now, it's the manner at which it's prepared. It's not necessarily just the food. Okay. Like I do really well to this day with a little raw arugula helps with a little, uh, a, a little bit of, um, digestion. You know, it's a little raw. I do really well with sprouted pecans and sprouted pumpkin seeds. You know, those are raw fats, but they're, sp they're pre-sprouted raw organic. And I'd had took me, it took me months to work up to those. I do good with those. And I also watch how much I take low FODMAP style. It's not just what you take. It's the amount you eat of it. What I can eat a ton of and not really have a problem with is meat. But a lot of people with IBD are going to do terrible if in the beginning, when they have really poor digestion and a weakened mucosal membrane with a ton of red meat because of the iron. Mm -hmm. Meaning if I give you an iron tablet, you're going to be fine. I give an iron tablet to a really severe UC client. They're going to be on the toilet 20 times a day with an iron tablet. So you got to be careful with iron. So there's, there's certain risks. That's why they say no diet works for anyone. Well, it's been my job to assess why specifically for IBD. Because obviously we've been all eating a tremendous, um, mostly a Mediterranean type diet, I think for years is kind of, if you look really yeah. around the globe, uh, plant-based with, with lean meats in general. And, and it seems like more and more people are getting UC and, and Crohn's over the last 10, 20 years, and many more people are getting diabetes, many other diseases. What, what would you espouse is, is the real difference? Because you, I think you kind of touched on it because people are not preparing their food. They're not buying their food. Yeah. They're, they're, they're allowing others to, to, to do the, the purchasing and the preparation. Uh, but maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are and why these things are on the rise. In my opinion, and so great question. And let's take some time on that. Yeah. Environmental, we know it's environmental. Well, we break down the umbrella of environmental. Food quality is a massive one. We have hidden chemicals in our foods, in our salmon, in our meats, in our eggs. They're also using parts of the egg white in our vaccines, which we think are increasing the sensitivity to eggs. I mean, eggs is a top five food allergy. Since when? I mean, what happened? So we think that might be connected to vaccines. I've, I'm not going to say this here, but I'll, I'll tell you that there are members in our community, especially parents, 
who 100% believe that the MMR vaccine has been connected with their child having Crohn's or colitis. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying that we have parents who say, I gave my son or daughter, because we have 10-year-olds, seven-year-olds, three-year-olds in our program. And there's, you know, the parents are, are communicating that to me. So um, I would say keep an eye for especially some of these vaccines with a lot of aluminum and mercury, and they're giving you triple vaccination at once. I think there could be uh, just some awareness around that and then understand what's happening. I think um, glyphosate, I think is a huge problem. I think glyphosate has been shown to be a pesticide herbicide and an antibiotic that destroys the microbiome and weakens the mucosal membrane. I think the degradation of the wheat in America is a humongous problem. So I think if you live in America, you have to get rid of gluten, hands down. It's, you know, there was this, I, I posted this on the Instagram, on my Instagram a little while ago of this great message this doctor had in Europe about the difference between wheat in Italy and other parts of Europe and the wheat in America. And one of the reasons that wheat, they believe wheat sensitivity is so high in celiac is on the rise along with IBD and leaky gut, which is predominantly, I mean, it was clinically showing at this point that the gliadin toxicity in parts of the glyphosate is causing wheat. Uh, weak junctions in our epithelial cell lining causing leaky gut, which leads to a host of food sensitivity and autoimmune is um, the glyphosate and the gliadin, right? So the glyphosate and gliadin. Now the gluten, the wheat in America is actually sprayed with glyphosate right before it's, it's taken as crop. Whereas things like corn and other pro, uh, produce are sprayed way earlier in its life cycle. So one of the things we believe is that the the wheat has a much higher load of glyphosate. Also, the we are we are not fermenting the the gluten well enough to reduce the gliadin. Gliadin is a peptide that when the, the wheat is not properly fermented, it's going to have higher levels of gliadin. Gliadin has been shown to cause damage to the gut lining. So inflammatory bowel disease, one of the big problems is the degradation of the mucosal membrane. And that's going to cause all of you, what you're, you're dealing with. One of the big problems is the weakening of the microbiome and the weakening of the gut lining. And I'm going to tell you right now that I believe environmentally what's doing that is everyone is having way more glyphosate. Everyone is getting a way higher dose of gliadin in the American gluten. Okay. And I think three is just packaged foods, which has so many ingredients. We don't even know about it. Hormone yeah. disruptors and microbiome disruptors. So I'd say the number one is you're going to be your food. I think the water quality is a huge problem too. I think the amount of mold that's not being seen, that's causing more autoimmune. So I think mold toxicity and sensitivity is a core problem, especially if you're in a swampy land where there's been flooding and things of that nature, Florida, Louisiana, even Texas, uh, you have to watch out for that mold. I think that's a core problem that's leading to more autoimmune reactions. So I think those are, those are really big. I, I just think it's an onslaught of many things. I'll yeah. tell you that we find um, root issues, different root issues in many people. But one of the things I'll tell you right now is that we are commonly finding active Epstein-Barr virus, cytomegalovirus, herpes simplex in those diagnosed with extreme ulcerative colitis specifically. Also Crohn's, but we're seeing it more in ulcerative colitis. And we're seeing the IgA antibodies elevated, which is a localized mucosa reaction. And we believe it's causing the inflammation in the colon, which is leading to your inability to eat food. If you can fix the autoimmune reaction and fix the microbiome, the mucosal membrane, you'll probably be able to eat a lot of natural whole foods, just like your grandfather ate. So I hope that gives you an idea of the environmental. So I think food is big. Glyphosate's big. I think gluten, I think packaged food. Um, I think the, basically the 
just the manipulation of sugar and all of our stuff. And, um, I think, you know, if you are someone I would, you know, do a little bit more research on some of these just specific vaccines that are three or four vaccines in one, I think is, uh, something to be considered and looked at, but I'm not saying it, you know, one plus one equals one. I think there's a lot of evidence that needs to be go over in that. And, um, that's, that's common things we believe are, is, is having to do with. And I think it's also the destruction of, um, what the mothers are eating and breast milk just from birth. Our experience is so Dr. K's experience when his mother was born and breastfed and when what she was eating and how she grew up was so different. It's, there's a huge, large degradation of the microbiome in human and health. That's and so many are not breastfeeding. And I know actually yeah. it, in the fifties I was bottle fed. I mean, that was the push and the change, mm-hmm. uh, of the, uh, women to the workplace and bottles for the babies. And it was all starting of the, of the Gerber and the, the other um, products for babies to, and, and likely is, is a large factor in the damage to the glycobiome, the microbiome and, and the, 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 the gut brain connection. And, and I think I want to talk about that a lot of bit because you talk about mindset and, I'm wondering how much of the challenge is because so many people suffering from UC and Crohn's that have a damaged gut, which then leads to a damaged mind, the brain, the physical entity and the spiritual entity is damaged. So, you know, getting people to find the power of the mind and refocus on the mind while they're chronically and acutely ill must be very difficult. And so, Tell us a little bit of how you and your team, maybe you could just share a little bit about that team that you've created and helping people around the globe that are suffering from these disorders. How do you, how do you guide them and help them, you know, find the mind and the spirit despite the damage and the inflammation? Great question. So the first thing that we do that's different is everyone on our team has Crohn's colitis themselves. And that's so important. You need someone to relate with. If you go on a run with someone and you're only used to running three miles, but your friend here is used to running five miles and can do it with the same heart rate, same breath, the same mile average, you're probably going to start doing the same way quicker than you thought you could do. When you're around others who've already achieved what you achieve or you're looking to achieve, it's, it's more realistic and it's going to help with the mindset and it's going to help you simplify a plan. You need a coach. You need someone who's been there, who's had it, who specializes in this. When I was going to NDs, NDs or DOs or MDs or whatever, no one had Crohn's colitis. No one could show me testimonies of actually getting someone else the results who was dealing with what I was dealing with. They didn't specialize in it. A lot of the doctors I saw, they would see and you know, uh, mast cell issues, then they would see trauma issues, Alzheimer issues, obesity issues, cholesterol issues. And then every once in a while they get an IBD client or patient. So I was just, it was not a specialty. So when you have those things, it's really going to build your excitement about this. Um, two is you want someone who is trained properly in functional medicine. You know, we don't want to get rid of conventional. Don't undermine your doctor, go to your doctor, put your doctor on your board, so to speak, become the CEO of your health, 
listen to your doctor, find someone you can, you can talk with and really weigh options with on what you want to do. Have a doctor help you find the reality you want, and then bring a functional practitioner who specializes, who can start looking, go, look, for instance, this is really important. When I finally got into functional medicine, no one had done a comprehensive stool analysis on me. Do you know what I found in mine after five years of, of withering away? Massive candida in my gut. It was right there. It was right there in a non-invasive stool analysis. Massive candida. I had tons of H. pylori. I tested positive for blastocystis hominis parasite. <laughs> okay. Then I tested positive in a viral panel. I used Dr. Armin in Germany. I sent all of our blood. So we are, we're, we have a medical person on staff so we can actually do and interpret functional lab work. So I do all my viral testing in Germany. I can send it because COVID restrictions are up. I can send my blood from California to Germany and get the results in nine days. And Dr. Armin is a family owned practice. I love, so everyone I work with is family owned. High integrity is the most important thing. I will not get rid of integrity. I will not get rid of my moral belief for money. Won't do it. Not going to happen. Okay. And so trust and integrity, you got to have it. You don't have it with me. Keep your money. That's my thought. Okay. Got to have it. Cause we're, I've been in your shoes. I know what the pain's like. I know for your family, just throw through money. So we got to have that viral load. I tested positive for cytomegalovirus. I had seven to 10 times fold, uh, normal threshold of my, uh, my lytic and the Ellie spot technology, uh, to check for CMV. I had CMV. I had uh Coxsackie virus and I also had Yersinia. And that's one of the things wow. you have to be careful about with me. Cause a lot of these uh, foodborne bacteria can come from animal-based. So it goes both ways here, guys. You really have to understand what's happening with food quality. Okay. So, um, functional, you got to be able to have someone order a stool analysis, maybe look at an organic acid, look at mold analysis, and you don't have to do this. Now you can do it over six months, a year. We can get you results quickly. We don't need every test under the sun to get results. Okay. Like protocols where the rubber meets the road. Lab work is your North star, write that down. Protocols where the rubber meets the road. Lab work is your North star. Even when you get good, I'm going to say, now you need to double down on lab work. Is there still, is your activation or eosinophil activation protein still high? Is your calprotectin still high? How's your elastase one? How's your fat malabsorption? How's your zonulin levels? Are you having, now we might check food sensitivities, especially if you're off biologics, you know, are, are you still, are you showing any signs of aspergillus, gliotoxin, things like that, that could be in the gut? Are you showing high cytokines like TNF-alpha, IL-6? Um, are you showing signs of different types of candida in your urine analysis? Because the stool analysis can predominantly find what's going on in the large intestine. It can miss a lot of times what's going on in the small intestine. Okay. Now, figuring out your liver health and your gallbladder health from a functional uh, space, that takes some delicacy and somebody really knows what they're doing to see if your lymphatic's working, your drainage, your drainage systems are properly um, operating well, like your liver, gallbladder, lymph, kidneys. So, uh, functional is really going to help you get stuff that insurance is not going to pay for and give you a much better story on what's happening in your body. And I think, again, if we're going to live to 80, hundred years old and feel good, we got to start having lab work, interpret it, simplify it, and continue to stay on the offense and productive about what we're doing and why. So that what you put in the mind, what you put in the mouth yep. becomes the critical part here. Mm -hmm. And, and having a team of coaches and cheerleaders is critical um, and in general, I found that modern medicine is kind of your, 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 your down and, and negative of what you're doing wrong, uh, to get to where you're at in your, your health journey rather than, Hey, let's bring some people that have had experience suffering. And then those that have healed and what did they do to get there? That's what you're talking about. 
Yes, it is. But we also are taking it to the next step where we have a nurse practitioner on staff. We have our uh, chief medical officer in training now. So we'll have a doctor on staff in 2024. We're also training our first DO chiropractic doctor to be a one-on-one coach as well. So in the future, we are only hiring physicians to be your coach. But I mean, I'll tell you right now, we played at this. If I take a person who's had severe Crohn's and colitis, they are and really, and I teach them functional medicine and they really get in there and do the training and learning, man, they're good. Like I got a few coaches that, whoa, like the results they've been able to get with their clients is tremendous. And I'm overseeing it. Tell us a little bit about your experience with Western medicine and the doctors that you've come in contact with that see your, your, your progress and how you've healed and their openness to look and learn and understand more about what you're sharing and how mindset and, and nutrition, uh, and, and the the life changes, uh, lifestyle can impact people's um, health journey uh, regarding UC and Crohn's. I wish the doctors were more receptive, but we're still in a position that the doctors have to abide by certain laws. So first, what I want to do to answer this question is realize that our doctors are some of the most intelligent people on the planet, and we don't need to put them down, that they're brilliant in their own right, and they're the best at what they do. But what we need them to do is different than what they do. And that's the core problem. I want you to see your doctor as your emergency care physician. That's it. That's the big thing. They're your emergency care physician. If you get shot, you get in a car wreck. If you're dying of Crohn's colitis, you go to the hospital and you have that good doctor you know how to work with. If it wasn't for prednisone, I would be dead. If it wasn't for prednisone, I would be dead. There's no natural medicine that was going to save me. I was too far gone. If it wasn't for that ER room that I lived in for six weeks, I would be dead. It doesn't matter what if I was eating carnivore, if I was fasting. It doesn't matter. I was too far gone. So you're going to want to have that person on. What I hope for and what we want to ask our doctors for is to be part of a team. That's it. We don't want to say, you don't know what you're doing and you're wrong. No, 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 no. You're, that doctor, thank you for doing what you do. I know that you could help save my life. What I want to do is I want to use natural medicine to empower my body to be its healthiest version. Can I use both? 100% yes. A lot of our clients do great on a biologic incorporating natural medicine. We have many people who have been symptom-free for one year, two years, still using Rinvoke or Remicade or Intivio or Infleximab while they're building their shield program, while they're practicing natural medicine. Natural medicine can only help conventional medicine work better. As long as it's functional and you're working with someone who knows what they're talking about, obviously, if you're doing crazy stuff like hookworm therapy and stuff, you have to be careful with that. You know, you have to really, you know, take it with a grain of salt. This isn't medical advice, but you can do both. So what I want you to do with the doctors is build a team. And then my answer to how is it going with the doctors is to continue to show them clients. It's not just me. When I showed my doctor at UCLA, my, my results, she said, Dane, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. I can't help you at this point. Come back and see me if you want to take the drugs again, or you need another colonoscopy. That was it. So I left Cedar sinai and I actually felt helpless because I, the doctor didn't even want to see me. And I've had a lot of doctors say, what's the point of seeing me if you're not going to take steroids, biologic or antibiotics, or at least a five ASA mesalazine. 
So if I'm not taking anything, there's there they they can make you feel like there's nothing there for them. But you also have to realize that they have a license they have to hold to, that they really are an employee of the hospital they work at. And there's a lot of guidelines there. And they paid a lot of money and went through eight years of school to get that. They're not going to put that on the line. So the best thing you can ask is say, look, I'm doing this other thing. Can you help me do lab work? Can you help me get calprotectin under insurance? Can you get my CBC, my CMP? Can you add vitamin D, iron panel? Can you add my ASCA test and PANCA? Uh, can you... Uh, can I maybe get some misalamine enemas? If there's one medication I still really love and I, I'm a big advocate for, it's misalamine enemas. Hmm. Man, those things can work great, especially if you're dealing with microscopic colitis, pancolitis, ulcerative colitis, um, uh, diverticulitis, any any type of inflammation in the colon specifically, those have, have done great. And I have a member right now where her ND um, that she also works with is compounded her misalamine suppositories plus budesonide. She said, interesting. Also clients for 30 years. She goes, Dan, is that okay? Is that okay? I said, yeah. yeah, it's fine. It's a temporary thing. We'll take out the budesonide in a month or two. You've had extreme ulcerative colitis for 30 years. You're 50 years old. Not, and by the way, she's 85% symptom relief right now with no medications, the best she's ever been. She's just got a little bit of bleeding left. And Andy goes, maybe let's use a little budesonide in that colon. I said, ah, okay. What do you think? She goes, yeah, I'm okay with it. I said, okay, we're all, see, it's a team. I want to team up with your doctor and that's what I want you to do. Thank them, be with them, and let's continue to see if doctors will be open to just hearing what we're doing. Because a lot of it is, you know, these classic GIs, diet doesn't matter. And the reason they're saying diet doesn't matter is because they're saying that diet will not cure the disease because the interpretation of cure is so impossible, you know, and I would argue a whole other point, I'm not sure if we have time for, but my main theme is Dr. Just if a doctor ever tells you that Crohn's colitis is incurable, just stop your doctor and say, hey, doc, I get it. Crohn's colitis, IBD is not, is not curable. Can you name one thing that is curable? Just, just name one disease that's curable. Is it the flu, gingivitis, headaches, migraines? So if I get the flu, headaches, migraines, or the flu, it will never come back? I'll never get it again. So doc, if I got a headache again or I got the flu again, was it in remission? Is my flu in remission for a year until next flu season? What, what's the difference between cure and remission? So watch and defend yourself from the trauma of having an incurable disease. What is, I would just ask them, what is curable? And the, the real theme here, when you get down to the brass tacks is the difference between cure and remission is root cause. Doctors believe they know that the flu, what the flu was, it, you eliminate that flu and you get a new flu the next year. So if you were good for a year and all of a sudden you started getting reactions, how do you know it's the same root cause? You don't. So that's my big point. Protect your mind, protect the trauma from this idea that you're going to be a sick person from the rest of your life made of glass. Exposure and susceptibility. And depending on what that, that entity is, that is the root cause. And, and ultimately I think that the mindset is the mighty master. And I've seen so many that have lived long lives, symptom free of many diseases strictly because they focus on the power of the mind and believing in the health and wellness of the journey they're on. And uh, things do happen, but they don't live those things as the, the, um, the last thing they're going to experience. It's just passing, just passing. Uh, I, I believe that is the beacon. That's where my success finally started. But if I can give you some tangible takeaways for everyone who stuck with us and really 
really been here is number one, just start trying to eat whole foods and get rid of snacking and packaged foods. Start there. Start with what everyone agrees with, okay, with food. Start with real food that your grandmother ate. Start preparing it yourself. Get happy doing it. Make enough that you can have more. So even if you're only preparing 70% of your meals and eating out 30% of the time, it's going to continue to help reduce inflammation and damage elsewhere. Take more control over what goes in your body. With supplements, I always call it solving supplements. Find supplements that everyone's agree on. Vitamin D, maybe an omega-3. Get a CO2 extracted uh, vitamin uh, fish oil. Maybe you can research a company called Body Bio. It's got a great one with CO2 extracted. You know, look at an anti-inflammatory Almost everyone's going to agree on curcumin. You can put turmeric root in a shake. You can have a C3 curcumin. Um, a good quality probiotic um, is going to be good. But you know, get a get a coach to help you figure out what you're going to take. Simplify what you're going to eat. Get rid of the snack and get rid of the packaged food. Get rid of the sugar. Stop getting this allowing these seed oils in your life, and then start finding ways to balance how you feel emotionally. Get to bed on time. Minimize your 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 blue light. Take your shoes off and get your feet in the grass. Earthing has been shown to help reduce that inflammation. Find more reasons to laugh. Remember, the body is a chemistry. So we talk about the mind, what he's saying tangibly to us, and I hope you can use this as an anchor. The body creates hormones and has tons of chemistry going through it, dopamine, epinephrine, you know, versus a cortisol and adrenaline, which is causing more inflammation in the body. Get happy, find reasons to laugh, turn off the trauma, turn off the drama on the TV, stop the fighting, give more hugs, get in the sunlight, just return. So the answer for today, return to mother nature, return to God, the divine consciousness that holds everything together. Make it what you want to make it. If you're getting, if you're getting blocked from what I'm saying, just make it yours. Just make it yours. Do with it what you will. Just make it feel good. It has to feel good. And if you feel bad, let that's in your mind that, you know what, Dane told me this, no matter what, I don't feel good right now. Go get happy. And whatever it is, go for a walk, give a hug, go to a concert, go get happy, get that dopamine and serotonin flushing and fall in love with life. And you do that and your balance of emotional eating is going to get better and crappy food is going to get better and the supplements are going to need less and less and they're going to make more sense. And then start learning functional medicine, get a partner, get a place where you can learn and grow. And become your own best doctor. But don't fire your doctor. Keep him up. Keep your team. And fall in love. And I promise you, you're going to get better. It's going to happen quicker than you ever imagined. I will hold space for you. I know Dr. K will hold space for you. You can do it. It's in your cells. It's, it, it was, it's a God gift that you have. And it's all going to compound. Last moment. Compound it. Don't yeah. just hope on one thing. The compound the healing effect. Put it all together. And then get in balance, just living this life. I love to exercise. I don't have to change that language. That's my last moment. Dr. Rob's live 5 a.m. Monday through Friday. Uh, if you're awake at 5 a.m. Eastern time, lots of great stuff. And and you got to look in the mirror, do the mirror work of loving that person in the mirror and laughing with that person in the mirror, because that's the most important thing. And and there, the beauty is there's so much that we connect with people online 
because for so many people there in this world of, of co co co, you know, the, 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 the virus stuff. And, and for many reasons, many people have been uh, shut ins or been lonely for a long time, but social, I think social media has given us such connections with amazing people. But I, you know, I would say start painting poetry, music, writing, journaling, and, and I love to listen to a story and do my pottery or do my painting. And I love to read books and my books everywhere. And, and the most, and then write your own book of your story of all the hardships, the journeys, the joy, the challenges, the troubles. And I, we, I always, I always tell people I have so many troubles and, and I always say dead people have none but the troubles are the treasures of life for us to grow every single day and to meet people like Dane and, and, and so many other people in this, this life that we're learning from each other. And we have a few more minutes here, Dane. And I want to just, maybe you could touch on a story or two of someone that you've met on the journey, a client, uh, another healer that maybe has inspired you. And that story would inspire all of us. Yeah. And just, I also want to say, while we have a moment, thank you so much for having me and, and my full conviction and energy I want to put out right now is I just wish healing. I wish positivity on you. I wish us all to come together as a team through integrity and trust and authenticity. These are the greatest powers in life. And that's all we need. That's all we need. Ego doesn't even need more. And I just, I feel so heartfelt. I'm so happy. Happy Halloween. I want to leave you with a few stories of, of what's, what's possible. You know, uh, the one that came to mind right now is I was working with this young man, Tejaz, and he was in UK and his mother hired me to work with him while he was fighting for his life in the ER. So this young man was in the ER. He was not eating much. He was maybe 40, 50 pounds underweight. He was 19 years old. And the doctors weren't sure if he was going to live. His mom's does. I've never met her before. This is just someone online who heard me on a podcast or something like that. So I talk with her and she's just telling me about it. And she's going, we have nowhere else to go. The doctors don't know what to do. And I don't know where else to go. Will you take it? I said, green light. Let's go. I've been on the battlefield most of my life. I, I've been in those shoes. I know exactly what he's going through fighting for his life in that hospital. First session, he's, I'm, I'm talking to him. He's in the hospital bed. He's hooked up to IVs. He's got heart monitors on him. Hey, Dane, what do I do? What do I do? Frantic, freaking out. First thing you do is calm down. Okay. So I said, well, first, let me get the, no, you just asked. I know. Just calm everything down. Relax for a second. Tell me about yourself. You're in college, right? What are you going to college school? What are you going to college for? I'm going to be a medical doctor. You're going to be a doctor? Yes. Oh, we're, de oh, we're definitely healing you. We need more of you in this world. Someone who's been through it. This is top three most severe cases I've ever seen in my life. 20... 23 to 27 bowel movements is what he was journaling wow. a day. Wow. 19 years old. Can you imagine, Dr. K? Can anyone out there imagine a 19 dealing with this? Can you imagine being a parent watching your son go through this? Are you kidding me? I would die. I would say, God, take just kill me now. Let him go. So first thing we had to do is work on his mind. Calmed his mind. Get the meditation in. Start journaling. And I want you to listen to one of these podcasts. He really liked listening to these podcasts. I said, just every day. Every day, start reading. Now, he couldn't hardly even eat. Didn't matter what he ate, he was reacting. Some of the things that we did, now we end up working together for nine months, 
Okay. And so I don't think we have time for me to go through everything I did, but what we did is we started working on bioavailability and we had a root feeling that whenever I see something this severe, I always think that there's one of my first things I'm looking at is an underlying virus that's taken over the body that the immune system cannot control anymore. And a lot of doctors say, oh, this is impossible. There's no evidence to suggest this. I find them, I treat them, I see the results. So I'm just saying from my point of view, and I think if Jajaj was here today, she would, he would say, yeah. So one of the things we did is we started working up, up um, talked to his mom about this, talked to his doctor, and we started working him up on a little monolaurin and then a product called Takuna. T-A-K-U-N-A. It's an herb that has the distinct ability to help deactivate, calm down Epstein-Barr virus inside of Megavirus specifically. We started working them up on this and we started putting them on natural mushrooms to help strengthen the immune system. And we started getting IV nutrition. If you're ever that sick, we got IVs. So uh, we talked to his doctor. His doctor agreed to give him some just obviously naturally electrolytes, saline, um, amino acids. I think we got some lipid fats in there, uh, vitamin C, glutathione, Bs, making sure we're getting uh, P5P um, as our B6 formulation. And he started getting better enough to where he was about maybe 40% better, could leave the hospital, went home. And now his mind's going, Dane, I'm just, I'm so happy I'm not out of the, in the hospital, but I can't step outside because my pollen allergies are so bad. I can't even, if I go outside, I'm gonna have an extra 10 bowel movements a day. Stuck inside, can hardly walk, can't do anything. So as we start healing, we started adding a liposomal PC as his body could handle the fats. Um, and then started uh, increasing his antivirals, immune boosters, all that. And I want to, you know, bring this rep around, but eventually he got to about 70% symptom relief in about right. eight months. Okay. Right. He's back in med school. He's still 19 years old. Okay. Almost 20. He's in London. He's in London. Okay. And he goes, I just, you know, I just, I have to do eight, 50 hours a week of school. Med school's work is crazy. You know, Dr. K it's like nuts amount of work and he's still dealing with this very fragile life-threatening condition while he's going to school i was already clapping from him the bleachers like if you just realize what you're doing you're taking right. on this workload and he was doing it during covid where all the other kids were coughing on him in class and his immune system is that weak we put him on ozone therapy he didn't want he was so scared of it oh i don't know we did rectal insufflation ozone therapy i said just just two puffs just just try it out see because ozone same gas is from the ozone layer, ozone rectally into the colon won't harm the colon and it can actually go systemic instantaneously, instantaneously causing an enzymic re antioxidant reaction throughout the body. The body will flush itself with antioxidants and it will modulate the immune system. If it's too low, it'll come up. If it's too high, it'll come down. Really amazing thing. It acts almost like a gasoline on a match. That catalyst. Fast. He got 30% more symptom relief in about three weeks. Sleeping better, gained weight, energy up, food tolerance up. It wasn't the food. His body was so weak. His gut was so weak, right? But it took us eight months to get that other 30%. Meaning 50% of our calls, I talked to him once a week, sometimes twice a week for an hour. Myself, every week I was with this kid. Like I am on your team. Let's go every single week. I had to talk to him every six to seven days because his mind would bend. His mind would go down. And I'm going to tell you right now, at least 20 minutes a call, I was working on his mind because he was constantly redoubting himself. He was constantly angry about what his future looked like. He was angry at God. He was angry at his body. He was constantly scared of food. He was constantly scared of trying different supplements because he had a few speed bumps. We call that when you try something, it doesn't go as well as you want. and It feels like it sets you back. 
The worst case I ever saw, the still, the number one thing I had to focus on is getting his faith up. And after eight months, and he was 85% symptom relief, and he had done that war, that war for all that time, I come and I said, look what you did. Did you ever think this was possible? No. Did you, how, how hard was it to walk in faith? It's so much easier looking hindsight 2020. <laughs> but to this day, that man has changed his spirit, and this is how he's changed. Not because he got the symptom relief, because it's changed his relationship with his divine power for the rest of his life. And he will be a beacon of what is possible in life for any patient he sees and anyone he comes in contact for the rest of his life. He turned pain into purpose. And suffering. that's what this is. And if you are listening to this and you have been sick, the suffering creates leaders. It creates powerful people. I am here because I suffered so hard. My greatest power is because of my greatest suffering. Same as the superheroes. Batman, Superman, you know the stories. It's the same thing. Okay? Diagnosed with purpose. What are you going to do with the time that you have? This can be the best thing that ever happened to you. Here's the goal. I want you to make that RA, that MS, that IBD, any of it. I want it, I want you to say the goal is this to be the catalyst to me living my very best life. Because you getting in touch with the earth and teaching God, just like Tejaz did, created the very best life. And one of the last things I said to Tejaz, I said, I said, Tejaz, what do you miss about your old life? Drinking. I mean, he was a kid. He can drink earlier over there. Yeah. Drinking alcohol, eating fast food. Do you miss any of it? No. Do you still yearn for any of it? No. Why? Because I'm free. Because I'm empowered. Because I feel confident in myself. And he released the trauma of the limiting beliefs that this so-called new normal was normal. It's not. It's a lie. It's 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 a matrix in our head. Okay. It's a lie. It's not normal. And he got free from that. And he got connected to the earth. And he didn't need caffeine to work those 50 hours at med school. He didn't need sugar. He didn't need all those crappy calories. And will there be more tests for him, for me, for Dr. K? Absolutely. But that's the journey. And if he can do it, what can you do? The testimony of the struggles that show the, um, the amazing success of the strength that we all have within us. It doesn't matter how down or damaged and diseased you you are, you've got the spirit, and and what you need is is the lessons that we're learning every day, and it's lifelong. This idea is it's lifelong. There's always going to be something that you're going to struggle with, that's going to create a new purpose in in your journey, and um, any particular thoughts and ideas I I didn't ask you about, Dane. And that you wanted to make sure that we shared with our community that wants to understand more about um, health and wellness and the lifestyle that you're sharing. Yes. Uh, so any um, nuggets here that I want to give you, right? My goal today is give you as much as, as possible. Is One, you got to start with the, the emotional and healing and also realize that the mind is different than the spirit in my mind. So I can feel bad and wish I felt better. So I can bang my head against the wall. Feel mm -hmm. better, feel better. So the trick to changing how you feel is through experience. You can't talk yourself into it. And experience will shift your feelings. I went out and did this thing. It shifted how I feel. It shifted my reality. I went out and had this conversation. I went out and listened to this podcast. That podcast was an experience. Dr. K's lies are an experience. And that will shift how you feel. So experience changes feelings, not just you talking yourself into it. 
Okay. You got to actually do to, to shift how you feel. Okay. That's big. Number two is take complete accountability and responsibility and then hire the right team around you. Those who build communities, no matter what your goal is, is they're going to do better. If it's finance, if it's, if it's relationships, marriage, if it's uh, health, it doesn't matter. You got to build and surround yourself with like-minded people. If you got Crohn's and Clytus, we'd love to work with you. We'd love to partner. We want to earn your trust and integrity. Okay. Number three is this stuff is not rocket science. I know it's complicated. There's a lot of big words and a lot of medical terms, but you can simplify it. You can digest it and then you can integrate it. You have the rest of your life to learn and to get self-empowered with this stuff. So just start with the simple stuff. And when whoever you're working with, just ask them, say, can you explain this to me? Like you're explaining it to a sixth grader. Cause that's what you really want to hire them for. Okay. When you hire a functional medicine practitioner, Yes, you want to get the results. Yes, you want to get the symptom relief. But the golden goose is becoming self-empowered to know how to do it yourself. Get to a place where you can also write and get trained. Now, part of that is you need the journal. You need to take notes. Okay? Get empowered. Imagine if you weren't empowered with your finances. You just leave it up to one person to decide whether you're going to have a retirement or not. Come on. It's crazy. But it took us the last 50 years to get, that, get to that point where now we're empowered with finances. We're just lagging in health. We're like 1990 with finances where you just give it up to your CFA and that's it. And, and it's the same thing with health. We've got to take accountability. So start learning what you're doing. I call it solving supplements. If you're going to take a supplement, here's what I want you to do. I want you to write two to three sentences on what it does and why you are personally taking it. Keep that in your notepad. So at any given time, you can always go back and say, what was I taking? What does it do? What was the name of that thing? What was the thing that really helped? Learn what you're doing and why. Don't just take a supplement or do a protocol just because a, a professional tells you to. You need to understand it. You need to agree. Okay. So agree, build your customized plan. Okay. I do a lot. I love animal-based foods. I eat a lot of plant foods. I'll listen to raw vegans. I'll get a, I'll cherry pick something there. I'll listen to vegans. I'll cherry pick some there. I listen to carnivore. I listen to keto. I, I listen to low FODMAP, cherry pick, cherry pick. That's how I healed. It was customized. So I'll do an AIP meal at lunch. I might have more of a fruitarian meal on Wednesday on uh in the morning and the next day i might have something different i use my remember my intuition is my is is my number one now all the science and whatever i hear i'm always open to changing that's also different in the shield program our shield program is customized to every person and can be infinitely made differently you're never stuck okay so you don't have to raise the flag that this is the only way you can build it yourself and that's okay don't get stuck that the whole system is wrong. If you find for you personally, one or two variables, you need to change. Okay. Like for instance, in IBD, I find a lot of times we need to add more fiber. I love a lot of what AIP and carnivore is talking about, but a lot of people, we have constaria. We cannot properly evacuate the colon mm -hmm. and we need something to create volume to properly clean that colon out. I mean, one of my uh, doctors I work with, he went vegan after doing, you know, a few hundred colonoscopies finding colon cancer. And he is absolutely in belief that it is not enough fiber that is causing the, the toxic space in the colon. And it's not giving enough prebiotic material to the beneficial bacteria in, in the colon, but also maybe colostrum helps with that. You know, there's a lot of stuff around colostrum. And so, you know, there's, there's cherry pick. So I might add in more fiber for certain, some of us. I even find some people, I'll put them on pressure cooked, sprouted, rolled oats. They poop better and they finally gain that weight they couldn't gain, even when they were having 3,500 calories a day of mostly meat. Hmm. 
Because a lot of people do well with meat. Why do we do well with meat? Because it has no gluten. It has no carbohydrate. It has no sugar. It has no dairy, no dairy, no casein. It's, it's, it's a lot of times it's dead, especially muscle meat. Okay. So you don't have a lot of things that your immune system's reacting to. It's full of protein right. and carbohydrates. It's going to help you build testosterone, estrogen, and cholesterol. And it's going to help you rebuild the body. Your body needs protein to rebuild itself, especially if you're malnourished and anemic and things of this nature and a weakened gut lining. So you have to learn, customize, make sense of it, pull, listen to everybody. Listen, that's one of my biggest pieces of advice. Listen to everyone and cherry pick things in there. And then once you try it, your body's going to say yes or no. I was on, uh, you know, last week I was talking to another guy and he was saying, I was journaling and then I took some greens and I realized that my bowel movements did way worse when I had those leafy greens. Well, there you go. Intuition. Intuition. And, exper and, and experimentation. Experience. Yes. You got to experience it. Iron sharpens iron. Experience yeah. is the, is the, is the, is the father of intuition. So remember your three creative gifts, manifestation, creativity, and intuition harness Hone these, hone these three and listen and be open-minded. And, um, I'll tell you a little bit about if, if you're listening, you have Crohn's class, you feel like, man, Dane, what does this work? What we're going to, you know, how can we work with you? The shield program is a customized plan to you. If you need help and you want to work with us, click the link in the show notes with Dr. K. So I know you came from here and, and it's, we're going to build you a customized plan. You're going to have a one-on-one -on -one coach. We're going to, we only specialize in Crohn's colitis. Your coach is going to have Crohn's colitis. You're going to get a coach included in the program for three months plus DM support. You can always do more coaching. We can order you functional lab work. I can do a comprehensive stool analysis for my client in Dubai. Okay. We've built a system. It's, I have been gung ho building something that I never had. We have the most successful community, in my opinion, around the world. We have over a thousand members. So success rates, massive. And you can talk with all of our members. It's non-governing. You can come in tomorrow and say, hey, what's your results? Hey, what's your results? We're not, we're not blocking communication. We got nothing to hide. Okay. Um, you're a lifetime member. I was talking to my team. I do a live for my membership every single Tuesday. I did one this morning and I was saying, hey team, this is what's new. We're adding this, 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 and this. Might be costing me this money. Guess what? It's free for you. Why? Because you're a member. When you're with me, we roll for life. We're going to build the world's best IBD solution around the world. We're going to come together. We're going to help each other get results. And that's why we have over 500 testimonies on video of people voluntarily saying, I got rid of all of my symptoms. This program helped change my life. And just go to, go to uh, YouTube, type in Crohn's Christ lifestyle, and you're going to see we post a testimony every single week. How is it possible that I can post a testimony every single week of reversing Crohn's colitis symptoms where someone says, hey, I'm symptom free. How is that possible? Because there's so much we can do. And you got to start with the mind. Dr. K knows it. He's been saying it. I know it feels intangible. I know you're like, ah, I don't know what to do with that. But try to walk in faith and then start yeah. doing what you can control. And as you do it, you're going to open a door. Imagine you were walking up a staircase and you open a door and there was five other doors. And you run up to another door and you open a door and there's 10 other doors. That's the compounding effect of healing. That's why there's things Dr. K wants to learn about. I'm sure me and him, we saw each other. At a plate, we'd be sitting down trading ideas. I'd be taking notes and stuff. He'd say, he'd say, what was the name of that thing? We'd be so excited because it never ends. It's exciting. It, it is amazing how the power of what we're doing on lives or, or on, on uh, social media uh, connection with, with what you're doing and how many people are lighting so many other lights out there and, and then attracting other lights and, and, and my bet is you're also helping prevent the disease mm -hmm. that is susceptible in so many people. 
And I just want to tell you, I'm, I'm really grateful for everything you're sharing, Dane. And, and I was inspired by listening and watching what you're doing. And that's why I wanted to talk to you. And, and as you know, I'm in the carnivore mostly space, mm-hmm. but I've been in all of it. And, and the one thing I began with was recognizing the mind is so important and we have to be willing to take people where they're at and realize that we all are looking at different journeys and some might be in the, the carnivore space or the the herbivore space or the omnivore space and, and the susceptibilities. That's the amazing part because there's some genetic predisposition that we're finding in so many and uh, the environmental factors that that uh, we're all being exposed to. So I just want to thank you for the time you've taken today. And I know we could probably talk for hours and hours <laughs> and hours. And and I look forward to us talking some more, by the way, uh, on all of this and, and more on the mindset and, and the, the maker's diet. I think you mentioned maker's diet the maker's diet was profound for the emotional healing with jordan rubin who you know what's you heard about manifestation guys i underlined highlighted every single word of jordan rubin's all his books because he was the person i was holding on to when i finally made the conversion over that i was going to believe in natural health and i had a meeting with him two weeks ago where he knows who i am we're partnering and it was i literally the one person i could partner with is him i mean he didn't know and i tried to not overwhelm him with everything when I, when I got to meet him, but it's just manifestation. Now I'm going to partner with the very man that helped me save my life. Well, this is interesting because Jordan Rubin is a yeah. good friend of, uh, of a friend of mine yeah. uh, who's known him for years, Jeremy. And, and, uh, there's all these connections and we're all really connected. So he's known, uh, Jordan and Jer- I've known uh, Jeremy for years and Jordan has known Jeremy for years. And, and, uh, there's, these connections of health and wellness. And, and I think the thing that we have to be open to the possibilities uh, and, and uh, help guide people where they're, where they're starting from. But I, I believe that faith in the connection of the mind is so, so important. And, and that's where I think I was struggling for so long in the past and found the power of the, the mental connection, the mindfulness, the spiritual connection that helped me find my healing and and then I've I've gone through so many journeys in paleo keto carnivore fasting and 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 been in 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 all of it in some way. But I just want to just thank you again for being here today. And uh, we will put a link to uh, your your lifestyle uh, for everyone to learn from. And uh, I look forward to more conversations that we can help so many people because ulcerative colitis and Crohn's, by the way, I suffered for years of bowel bleeding and bowel problems and, and migraines and things for many, many years. And, and I know the suffering that you go through with all of this. And I found healing both on paleo, keto, fasting and carnivore. And, you know, it's just wherever you're at, you know, there's some things that we can all do and, and share and inspire, inspire. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me with the link guys, but if you click, click below, it will ask for your email, your name, and then you can schedule a complimentary session with one of our IBD specialists just to dive into your case. We want to put our best foot forward for you and say, Hey, who are you? Where are you at? What do you need? And we just know how far uh, that can, that can go in helping. So we want to start with that best foot forward and uh, the books. Jordan room is going to be amazing for IBD, but also read on other autoimmune. I like Dr. Susan Blum. She's a functional practitioner in New York who also had 
uh, rheumatoid arthritis. So I love reading her books and seeing the relevance. Where's this, you know, where is there similarities? Tony Robbins, if you're having problems with your mind, man, Tony, his book's in 92, Unleash the Giant Within, Unlimited Power. When you start tapping into changing your mind, his his words are going to matter. He really, I think, is one of the best there. And um, Joe Dispenza really goes over, and he's going to give you clinical research on how meditation and how shifting your mind can heal the physical. So I love his book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And getting present, letting, letting go of your worry. Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now is wonderful. Another big one. Um, yeah, those are big. But just reading. Last thing I want to, you know, that reading is just read. The practice of reading is conditioning a stronger mind. Sometimes it doesn't matter what you're reading. It's just the practice of reading, letting go of your worries and being stuck in your head and hearing other people's words, letting brilliant authors be in your head for a while and get out of your own head. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Dr. K. We could talk for hours and I look forward to talking to you more. I feel so honored that we've had this conversation and we're going to do this a little bit more. I know it and uh, grateful to everyone for listening in and sharing today. And I look forward to uh, more conversations. So Dane, God bless to you. And again, thank you to everyone for being here and listening and learning. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Carnivore Conversations hosted by me, Dr. Robert Kiltz. And don't forget to review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening today. Check out drkilts.com for more and subscribe to our Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and Facebook for more inspiring content every day. Take care and see you next time.